0: been speaking about the enemy. Amen. The enemy that we face. Amen. Did I tell you what was the first enemy? What is the first enemy that we face? Uh talk about the dangers next. Amen. We're going to talk about what? The dangers to avoid. Now isn't that beautiful? I told you that if we're going to move forward now you can apply this to your personal life. You can apply this to your professional life. You can apply this to your uh, spiritual life, for sure, all right? Because it is important, amen, that we understand that there are some things that we will face in this journey that will not be pleasant. Are you with me? Um, You and I must realize that the enemy doesn't play fair. Do I have anybody? Uh, He comes to kill. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the things I told you is that the enemy of ignorance. Remember I told you that? That was based on Matthew 13. Am I right? Matthew 13 talks about the seed and the sower. If Satan can keep us in ignorance... Amen if he can keep us from not understanding the word of God then he's got us. Amen. Because here's the thing, you don't if you don't know how to do better, amen, then how can you do better? Are you with me? But when you know better, you do better. Do, do I have anybody? I'm say one more time. I don't think y'all heard me. Amen. If you were, if you know better, you'll do better. And that's exactly why Satan wants you and I to be distracted to be in ignorance. Is because he wants us, he he doesn't want you to know what Jesus knew. What did Jesus knew? He knew that the word is how we fight circumstances. Are y'all following me? He knew that the word of God. Amen. Was powerful. How many know that the word of God is powerful? Come on. Somebody know that the word of God is powerful. How many know that the word of God is powerful? Amen. Go, go to Hebrews 412 for me. Let me show you something real quick. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Amen. Tonight to God be the glory all right for the great things he has done for us hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says what for the word of god is what it's what it's living come on somebody and what and what active and what sharper than any two-edged sword piercing as far as the division of what soul and spirit of both what? Joints and marrow and is able to judge the what? The thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Now listen to this. The word of God deals with the non-material part of us. The part of us that the doctor can't even get to. Come on somebody. The word of God then deals with the spiritual part of us. It says soul and what? Spirit. Do you see that? And then it says what? Joints and marrow. It deals not only with the, the, the non-material, the spiritual, but it also deals with the material part of us. Amen. It says what? Both joints and what? Marrow. You get a little word in your joints and see what happens. <laughs> Somebody say, I got a little ache in my body. Amen. Let me tell you something. You get a little word in you, you start feeling what? You start feeling physically better. Anybody, anybody can experience, anybody ever experienced that? You wasn't feeling good, but then all of a sudden you got a word from God. Come on, somebody, somebody been here sick before and then the word went forth and you got what? You got healed. You got better, right? But then it says it's able to judge the what? The thoughts and the what? So not only is it good for the non-material, the spiritual, the material, but also the psychological. It can change the way you think if we think biblically but here's the thing if you're in ignorance now if you don't if you don't know and you stay in ignorance and guess what you and i will always stay the same do i have anybody amen amen go 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 to um let's go to this scripture here uh Timothy uh second Timothy chapter two and verse 15 now let me show you what your what the command is for every believer the command now Paul was talking to Timothy but remember this enemy of ignorance will keep us from understanding and applying the word see a lot of people hear the word but it never takes root in them So therefore, because the word never goes down in them because of the ground that they're on, good ground, bad ground, rocky ground, amen. Those are the different types of grounds. By the wayside ground, okay, those are the different places the word falls. When the word falls, these are the enemies that you got to be careful of. And when the enemy shows up, amen, he wants to take this from you. The word of God that is. Right? Now watch this. It says for the word of God, Second 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's go there. 2 Timothy 2 and what? 15. Read that for me. It says what? Stop right there. Be what? Diligent. Huh? Be what? Diligent. Be diligent. How many of you are diligent with your word? <laughs> How many of you are really diligent? <laughs> Not that word diligent means to make an effort. See, it's just very simple. To make an effort. All right? I, I, I didn't do it today, but guess what? Now, the Bible says they will accumulate teachers for themselves. That's where I'm going next in this, in the dangers to avoid. All right? So we talked about the enemies that we face, but the danger that we run into today is false teaching. There is tons and tons of false teachers out here today. Listen, Facebook has its own theology. Snapchat got its own theology. Twitter got its own theology. Uh, uh, Instagram and and, and all kinds of people saying what God says. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just saying. They, They say all these things and then you're just trying to say, you know, if, you know, if you, I mean, I'm just saying there's something called discretion. And when you have Bible knowledge, watch right, this, you'll know how, how to carry yourself. Amen. Satan wants you to look like a fool. He really wants you to look, you need to go back through your timeline. Hello, somebody. And reevaluate what you've been posting. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, y'all. He says be diligent to present. Diligent to present what? Yourself approved. Now, 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 now let, me, let me ask a question. He says be diligent. You're not doing this to impress pastor. Oh. 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 You know what I'm saying? Why am I, why would I put in some effort in my spiritual life? To present myself what? Proved to who? To who? To God. I didn't ask you to impress me. Amen. I want you to be approved by God. Now watch this. This word approved means to be Tested. Now, what is he saying? He's saying, Present yourself approved unto God, someone, watch this, who has been tested. Someone who can be trusted. You can't trust a person if you haven't first tested them. Amen. And so, what he says is that we ought to be diligent to present ourselves approved to God as a workman who does not need to be what? Some people don't even know where Amos is in the Bible. You think it's a cookie company. (laughs) Somebody don't even know job. They look, I need a job. You think it's not job, it's Job. (laughs) You say, you know, there's there classifiers in the you can't find no job in the Bible. Where is job at? Amen. Come on, somebody. Some of you think it's palms. We call it palms, not psalms. (laughs) You know, I'm just saying, and here's the thing, go to palms chapter one. First of all, psalms are all individual books. And how many are there? 150, 150 palms <laughs> You know what I mean? And so I hear people do that all the time because they have no what? They they have not they're not proving themselves to be what? Diligent As a what? What do you think a workman is? Huh? The word workman means a laborer. What does that mean? A worker. Here's the thing, you got to put in work. You can't just expect to come to Bible study, come to Sunday morning and, and just think, I'm going to get this thing. When you leave here, you got to open that Bible. If you don't understand what church is all about, that's part of, part of the process of us as a church discipling you are you with me and so as a result of that he says as a as a result of being a workman who need not be ashamed I mean that that's plain ain't it so that tells me that some people watch this that some people will will be ashamed that they don't even know where job is. I don't know if we're going to have a Bible quiz. The Bible didn't tell me that. <laughs> but my question is, right, why are they killing Bible study for most churches today? Why are most Bible studies are no longer Bible studies, but they're small groups and they're uh, home groups and things like that. You know why? Because Satan's won the battle In some areas where, oh, it's too traditional to have Bible study. So what does he do? He convinces a few pastors and then it starts as a wave. And then all of a sudden, you know how many people have come to this church and have told us there's no Bible study out here in this city? In the city of Paraland, a few churches do it. But they come here, Like the ladies say, yeah, I, I go to church over here, this big trip, but they don't have Bible study. And then sometimes the Bible study is turned into an entertainment. I don't want you to be ashamed that you don't even know your Bible. I want you to understand this. Listen, I know it's summertime, but here's the thing. You got kids, you got more time now. Amen. Parents teach your children to develop a devotional life. If you're not doing five by five, at least get them to do five by five. Amen. Now, watch this. He says, Who need not be ashamed. Look what it says. I use this example all the time. Y'all remember Government Cheese? Block cheese? <laughs> Some of y'all wasn't even born then. But 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 I'm gonna put it like this. Let me bring it to let me bring it to 2017. Wick cheese. <laughs> all right, y'all y'all we we call it government cheese. Y'all call it Wick cheese. All the same. <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about powdered milk and all that kind of stuff. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to help you with something, right? But my mama had a cheese cutter. All right? She had this cheese cutter. I'm telling you, she tell, don't you mess with that cheese, don't you mess with it. You have to, you have to handle that with care. Y'all remember, y'all know what I'm talking about? The little thing with the little that, there you go. There you go. And you just go down the side and you just cut it. Cut it. You gotta cut it. <laughs> Amen. You just you just what? Cut it. Cut it! You gotta cut it. <laughs> y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all, y'all ain't trying. Y'all thought I was from the dinosaur age, amen. You got to what? You got to what? You need to cut it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, but I see, I see some of y'all legs shaking. Y'all, like, oh yeah, I'm ready, Pastor. What you about to say next? That's what the word accurate means. To cut it straight. It never failed, man. My mama would cut that cheese and it would be a straight cut. Put it on that bread. You didn't even know it came from a block. Had the nice texture and everything to it. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. Good cheese, y'all. <laughs> and so when he says you ought to handle the word. He's saying you ought to handle the word accurately. Cut it straight. Cut it straight. How can I cut it straight? By studying. By being diligent. By working. By inv- How much time do you invest in your spiritual life? Good question now right so i'm coming to church yeah but but see this is why i've been sending out those those audio messages to y'all because i want you to hear it because what you thought you heard on sunday listen to it on monday when you hear it again on monday it's going to sound totally different than sunday because monday is bringing a new challenge But if you know how to accurately cut your word straight. Handling the word of truth. Back up to verse 14 for me. Charge them. And leads to what? The ruin of the what? You know what was happening? There were people who couldn't handle the word right. So they were constantly arguing about what it meant. And what Paul was telling Timothy, Paul was telling Timothy, listen, Timothy, tell them, stop striving, strife. That's what that word wrangle means about the word. People all all time, well, the word mean this or the word. Mean, he said, tell them to stop doing that and look at the context, but tell them to be what diligent. Now you see the context? To be diligent to present themselves to prove unto God, right? Look at verse 16 real quick. It says, but avoid worldly what? And what? Listen, listen to me real good. Whenever you have a conversation or you're in a conversation with somebody, you got to ask the question, is this just, is the substance of this conversation, is it empty? Is it worldly? People in church, saints, let me say something to you. Start answering with the word. What does the word say about that? But if you're reading the word, you will always respond with a word. And not worldly chatter. Look what it says. Look what it says. For it it will lead to further what, y'all? What? I see people in church, they're not talking about church, they're talking about all kinds of worldly things. And empty chatter. They just chatting about nothing. Same thing on Facebook. They're just doing it with their thumbs. Oh, finger. He says, avoid that, y'all. Avoid that. Because if you keep on talking silly, worldly things, you can't present yourself to accurately handle this Bible. Year after year, we study together. The question is is your conversation changing? See, I, I, I don't mind talking about nonsense. I, I, I don't mind, you know, we, we can have conversations about other things and things like that, but I'm just saying, y'all, when it comes to a point where we're just talking about the same thing and we're not making any, oh, somebody know what I'm talking about. We keep saying the same thing over, you know, I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to do better. Yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. But listen, how about this? How about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? How about that? How about that scripture? How about we look at this thing by faith? How about we open? Open the word together, start reading together so that we can understand where we're going next. But all day long, we're sitting around here and we're talking about things that cannot make us any more, watch us, cannot make us mature, but leads us to what? Further. You, You know what can happen to you in one, in a split second? Satan can whisper in your ear. Somebody know what I'm talking about. He can just, listen, listen. When the right situation, the right conversation comes up, it can lead you to further ungodliness. Now, you, I'll leave that for your imagination. Amen. Because I know a lot of people, right, who got good talk games. Listen to me real good, y'all. They got good talk game. And guess what? That game does not lead to godliness, it leads to ungodliness. Check it out. When they speak, but he said look what it says in verse seventeen. You got to understand that when 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 ungodliness and worldly talk get in the church it spreads like has anybody ever seen gangrene You know what gangrene is When a cut goes green <laughs> and it's infected it's a sore and But here's the thing about gangrene, it spreads. Listen, if you're not opening your mouth to empower, to build up, if your conversations are worldly, it will break down. And see, this is an enemy that we have to be careful of, saints. This enemy of worldly talk can creep on into our lives. When you speak do you speak life? Do you speak? Come on somebody. You you know, you know this is this is a gnawing. A eating sore is what it is. It eats away at your skin. He says, look what he says. And their what will spread like that. And their what? And there what? There logos there Talk their words. Words carry power. But if it's worldly, now I'm not saying you gotta walk around all the time talking about I'm blessed and highly favored the Lord. No, I'm not listen, 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 y'all. Listen, listen. Your conversation gives you away. Your talk gives you away. See, and what the Bible says is that the word of God changes our talk, changes our attitude. Are you following what I'm saying? And some of our children, hello somebody. You wouldn't be, you would be surprised. They the little uh, Mary Popkins at home and they, they all cute and they, they, they talk all nice and respectful to you until you get an email from the teacher talking about they cutting up and cussing and carrying on. And then you're looking at yourself saying, is that my child? Now that just can't be my child. You, you understand what I'm saying? Here's the thing. If you talk one way here and you talk another way there, did you know what I'm saying? He says it will spread like what? Like a disease. He says Hambrias and phyletus. Are you seeing that? Go on to verse 18. Men, let me tell you what happens when you start talking worldly. When you're not in the word, when you're not, watch this, when you are living in ignorance of the word. What happened to them, y'all? What happened to them? It men who have what? Men who have gone astray from what? How did you go astray? You had the truth, but you forfeited it. Because you stop learning the word. May I say this to you tonight? And I, I'm, I'm using this as a very valuable moment here, okay? Or else, what's holding you back? When you go out there, man, the world is, man, the world is an ugly place, y'all. The world is an ugly place, y'all. And just when you think that, that the world loves you, the world will fool you. These men have gone astray. Why did they go astray, y'all? Because they had worldly and empty chatter, which led them to ungodliness. They can't even talk about the word. They're talking about motorcycles and football, and they're talking about uh, whatever. You ask them about some football stats, they'll, 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 give, they'll lay it out for you. But you ask them, where is Philemon. In the Bible. Where is Jude? Where is Revelation? They don't even know where Revelation is it's the last book in the Bible, man. Where is Genesis? Oh, I know that one. Amen. Where is Naum? You understand? you understand what I'm saying? And so these guys who were in church, who had the word, look, listen, it's possible that this can happen to us. Look what it says. It says, what did they say? They started arguing, and they've gone astray from the truth, saying that what? Here's the one thing you've got to remember, y'all. Whenever you've been bit by this enemy, you will say the opposite of everything that you learned. You didn't learn Christ that way. Do you know that when you deny the resurrection, you know what you're really saying? No resurrection, no Jesus. No resurrection, no salvation. Hello, somebody. He says, they, these are men who used to speak the truth. How do they go back so fast? Can I ask you something? And I always say this. Listen. People get mad, right? They get angry, right? And here's what happens to them. The first thing they want to quit is God. Why would you leave the one who can help you? Watch this. Men who have gone astray from the truth saying that the resurrection has already taken place and they do what? What? Do you see what I'm saying? They upset the faith of some. In other words, it starts spreading. Listen, I say something to you, don't let nobody upset your faith. Are you with me? Don't let anyone... When they come with that empty chat, listen, Oh, um, and 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 I'm not, listen, please, it just fits right here, okay? I'm not meaning this to anybody in particular. Are you going to church too much? Are you doing too much at your church? Or why are you always at Bible study? Why are you always in Sunday? Listen, that's empty chatter. My question is, why don't you come? Because maybe you may get something that, I, that, listen, that I'm getting too. See? Don't you let anybody upset your what? Faith. With what? worldly and empty what? Chatter. Because you're after something. What are you after? That you may be diligent. To present yourself approved to who? God. And how do we do that? How do we present ourselves approved? You know what God wants you to do with this life now? You know what he wants you to do? He wants you to learn this. This is what he wants you to do. He wants you to learn it. Why do you think we give Bibles to new members? So that they can get ready to learn the word are you following me watch what it says verse 19 he says nevertheless the firm foundation of God stands what having this seal the Lord knows what watch this and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to do what It's to what abstain from wickedness because the Lord knows you everyone who names the name of the Lord should not be ignorant of the word come on somebody and help me tonight amen amen now, we talk about apathy. Well, let's talk about one other enemy. We talked about unbelief. We talked about unbelief in, in, in detail, didn't we? But let me tell you the next thing that holds us back. Ungodliness. Amen. But sin... This is the most obvious enemy. But sin happens to people. Amen? Don't know, don't believe or don't care. It happens to people who don't know, who don't believe, and what? I'm saying one more time. It happens to people who don't know, don't believe and don't what. Listen, you should care if you fall into sin. Now, let's let's talk about this together. If you have not heard the the message about the war that's inside of us, listen to that message. Okay, because the Bible declares, Paul declares that, okay, Paul says when I want to do right, I can't. I I mean, I want to do right, but I just can't. And you think, you go to the doctor, right? And the doctor say, well, you know what? You need some pills. Because you just can't do right. But it's not that. Paul says, it's sin that's dwelling in me. In my members. Now, that word members means your body, your limb. So, we were born in sin. But sin is an enemy creeps up unannounced. Here's how you gotta look at sin, alright? Sin can be defined as the things that opposes God but the things that we love. It opposes God But it's the things that we love that opposes God. Now, that's not a theological, you know. uh, Theologically, the word sin means to miss the mark. But I wanted to bring it to a a little bit easier for you to understand that many of us are tempted. What does it feel like what does it feel like right before you sin? It's wrong, but it feels right. <laughs> it's wrong, but you but but it feels right. And that's, that's a weird situation, right? It, it's wrong, but it's right. It feels right. It's wrong, but it feels right because it's gratifying what? Right? Remember I told you this. There's a war going on inside of you. And so oftentimes, the thing that feels good to you that's not good for you, if you have no restraint, and if you don't have any word in you, it's hard to fight back. Here's what Satan knows Halt. H A L T. Those are the times he's going to attack you. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Halt. Hungry. Angry, lonely, tired. He gonna get you. He, gonna, he knows exactly when to hit. He's listen, and each one of us here today, we all have a different type of temptation. Remember, you practiced this all your life until you got saved. And ignorance, listen to this, unbelief and apathy apathy, all leads to sin. All right? If the church practices sin, how can we remain the church oh I, th- I think i said something now now this is something that we don't want to talk about today i keep saying this well they're going to condemn me listen are we ever going to be perfect no are we going to fall short yes so, why do you why 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 is it that so many people give in to it? Are not strong enough? And I know some people who know the word back to front, left to right, they can cut it straight, but they're constantly falling short. In sin. May I say this to you? Sin puts you at separation with God. It does. But I want, you to be, I want you to be in reality here. Here's the reality. You'll never get rid of it. But here's what you can do. Control it. Now listen to this. If you focus on sanctification, okay, and you get closer to God, not that you will be sinless, but you'll sin less. The closer you get to Him, the less. You'll sin. Now, let me define a few things for you about sin, real quick. Y'all ready? Because y'all be uh, thinking, I ain't sin. When you have unbelief, that's sin. (laughs) When you have ignorance, that's sin. When you have apathy, that's sin. But there's also mental attitude sins, the way you think. Are you following me? Say one more time. Those thoughts that you entertain. (laughs) I can't stand that person. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be around them, but you know what? Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. I not I'm keeping my distance. This you coming to church now. <laughs> Amen. This you thinking. Oh yeah. Fantasizing. Some of us live in fancy world all day long. I wish I coulda woulda. And it never happened. Amen. Mental attis- attitude sins are some of the most common sins that we don't even know about. Because Jesus said, if you think it, you've done it. Sometimes I ask myself, why did I just have that thought? I really do. I stop from, I'm like, why did I just think that? I really stop myself at times when I catch myself. I say, man, why did I just think like that? Why did I do that? Are you with me? Now watch this. Watch this. Go to James for me. Chapter five. James chapter, I'm sorry, James chapter one. I want to show you how this thing works. I want to show you how temptation works, how sin enters the picture. Remember with Adam and Eve, right? All all Satan did, see, Satan does not do anything. But suggest. You should be better off. And I want to help somebody here tonight. You gotta grab those thoughts in your mind. Because if you think it and you say, Well, why are my prayers not being answered? See, I know what's, I know when Satan attacks. I know his strategies now. But I got to keep reminding myself of this one very thing. My battle is not with flesh and blood. So when I recognize that, I get on my knees and I pray. I left out of here went in one of my office, sat down, prayed. Got in the word. I said, Lord, give me a word. And then the word God gave me, it says, and Daniel possessed an excellent spirit. I said, yes, Lord, I got it now. When you possess an excellent spirit, you don't give in. Look what it's saying. Let no no one say when he's what? When he's tempted. See, sin begins with temptation. I got to help you with this, y'all. And everybody thinks sin is about sex. Man, we live in a sex-crazed society. Everywhere you go, there's sex. So now we've become so immune to it, it's like nothing. It's like, we'll sit in a movie, right? And we'll hear them say, now here's the thing. I'm not just looking for the F words and the A A words and stuff like that. But they say, Jesus Christ, that's taking the Lord's name in vain. Am I right about it? Thou should not take the Lord's name in vain. Am I right or am I wrong? Right. But they curse with Jesus on their lips. Isn't that something? He says, let no one say when, I'm, when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by who? Tempted by who? God. We always say, God, why did you do this? Now watch this, God gave you all the clear signs that what you're doing is wrong, but the Holy Spirit is in you to convict you, that voice you were talking about, that's the Holy Spirit, that's called conviction, and if you read your word, you would be even more convinced that what you're getting ready to do was wrong, hello somebody. He says, let no one say when he's tempted, I mean tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by what? So, in other words, God does not be God is not tempted to evil to do evil. He's God, He's pure actuality with no potentiality. Because if he had potential, it means he would need to grow or learn something. He's God. It's all knowledge, pure actuality. God doesn't have potential. He is potential. So we say when we fall into sin and we, 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 we got the eviction notice and we got this and we, we, life is, listen, right now you may be in a situation where you have to make decisions or whatever your situation is in your life right now and you're saying, God, why are you doing this? God ain't doing that, boo. He ain't doing that. It ain't God doing it. But look what he says. He says, he says, but he himself does not what? Tempt anyone. So we got to stop blaming God for things that we're doing. Or blaming God for things that, that we should. Listen, blaming him just because it doesn't go our way. you know watch this but each one is what now now this is the sum total and this goes for everyone in this in this church today and even those watching online this happens to all of us but each one is tempted when he is first of all he's what He's what? He he he's, he's what? See, it starts with a drawing. Or let me put it like this: a current. You ever been in this? Y'all been to beach? And the current just pulls you. Listen, you you start off right here. Right? I said, kids, stay right here now. And then, no, I look up there, way over there. I'm like, what? what? I, didn't I tell y'all to stay? <laughs> you know, it wasn't it was the, It was the current, what? Pulling them. Can I ask you a question? What's pulling you? It starts with a pull. A draw. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We professional sinners, y'all. That's who we are. That's what we, we're good at. And some of us so slick, we slick. We slick with it. Amen. We got saved, but we slick with our sin. Professional. I didn't just start sinning last week. Hello, somebody. I'm saved by grace. But I got to learn about that saved part of my life. That's the part that I come to church for every week to learn to get better because I'm slick. I 's not I, I got that. Listen, when put in a situation, you're gonna lie. I promise you you're gonna lie. If it's to keep your job. Hello somebody. No, I didn't do that. No, uh-uh, it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you cheating on the test. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. wasn't me at all. Mm-mm, no, ma'am. I got the look. I got the answers written in my hand. <laughs> wasn't me. Just wasn't me. I'm going to raise my right and my left hand and tell you it wasn't me. Answer's all in your hand and everything. Starts with a draw. And we're so professional at it, right, that we know how to maneuver around sin. Come on, y'all. We know how to do that thing. Y'all ain't trying to, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Some of us are good, man. We good. Listen, we pros. If there was an award for it, you'd get it. But that's not what I want to be known for. I want to change life. I don't want to be known as, I want to forget all of that slick stuff. I had to forget some of that stuff. Matter of fact, the Lord took it from me. For real. Because, you know, we know how to go get it. Come on, how many you know how to go get it? Come on, let me see. Let me see. Let me see y'all how know to go get it. You know how to go get it? <laughs> Amen. Go in the restaurant, act mad, just mad. I hate this service. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Well, I'm not paying. Well, you don't have to pay yourself. Well, good. And don't care how you look, just look, and you ate up everything and just left and walk out. Just just get mad for no reason. Some of y'all know how to put your mad on and turn your mad off. Especially when you're dealing with a man, you understand? I'm letting the secrets out. Amen. I'm, let, I'm letting the secrets out. Devil don't want his secrets out. If I act mad all the time, he going to act right. Amen. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Look, look, look what he says. Each one is tempted and what? Drawn, right? Drawn away and what? Enticed. You know what that word means? Bait. Can I ask you something? I went fishing before. Bait doesn't cost that much. presents to the one chasing it an opportunity. Bait says, hey, I'm the real thing, y'all. Come on. I'm the real thing. And under that bait, there's a hook. I don't think you hear me. I don't think you hear me. And right as the fish go for it, got you. That's exactly how sin works. It becomes bait. Lures you. Man walking down the street, he mind his business, bait. Now he got a decision to make now. Bait. Bait. What am I going to do? Bait. Now, if he's not a spiritual man, and then you have some spiritual man that fall for it, you got to understand that bait is not really the real thing. It's fake. It's fake news. It's fake news. He says we are enticed, we are baited by what? Wow. Oh, keyword, keyword. By what? Wow. Listen, do this. Now talk to yourself. And say it's me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's me. We're blaming Satan. We're blaming God. Is that what the text is saying? But really the culprit is us. Satan understands your appetite. And here's what he knows, y'all. You know what that word, you know what that word lust means? Epitomia in the Greek. And the word epitomia the word means desire. Watch this. Passionate longing. Passionate longing. It also means, watch this, coveting. Impulse. Longing for. Are you following me? Here, 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 here here it is, 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 here it is. Cravings or desire for what is forbidden. Why is it that we always want the things that we can't have? Let me tell you something. One of the hardest things that I've done in the last month is this new lifestyle change that I've had. I got so many I can'ts on this lifestyle change. But boy, when I get on that scale, I say, man, I lost 22 pounds. I feel good. And I'm finna go for some more. The boy going to be clean after a while. But there's so much I can't. I walk around and I'm like a shark, man. I walk in the kitchen, I'm like this. (laughs) I literally walk around our kitchen like this. I I go from the front, I just walk around. I just walk around like a shark, man. I just walk around the kitchen. I was like, dang, man. Man, man, it's tough. I'm not going to even sit here and lie to you. It's tough. Because denying myself is one of the hardest things there is. And I'm telling you, y'all. And how I I frame it at times is like, okay, I wasn't born this way. Seriously, I got to like talk to myself. But what am I doing? You know what I'm learning to do? You know what I'm learning? And I pray you learn this. Discipline. Can I ask you something? Can you deny yourself for a day? Can you deny yourself for one day, for 24 hour period? I'm talking about from the sugar to the cigarette to the weed to the drink to whatever you do. Amen. Got folk doing all kinds of stuff in church. In church. Can you deny you for one day, 24 hours? Tell me how that worked out for you. One day, can you not smoke a cigarette for one day? I'm talking about a 24 hour period. Hands start shaking, (laughs) amen. I'm talking about one day. I'm talking about one day. See, that's the lure of sin. See, I love, he says, Our what? Whose lust? What's your flavor? (laughs) What's your flavor? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. I want to show you something. Sin is much like giving birth to a child. The whole process from the bedroom to the, to, the, to the delivery room. Watch this. It's just like giving birth. And see, some of you never had babies, so you don't understand it, but I want to show you something. Watch this. Watch what it says. Next verse. The seed that moves us to sin is what? Lust. That's what it is, lust. Lust. Lust of the eyes. Amen. All right. Uh, Lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. Do not love the world, nor the things of the world. For all that's in the world is what? The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. Watch this. Watch this. Before we sin, conception happens. Right? So so it's kind of like, I want it. That's why I walk around like a shark around the kitchen. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and, you know, my family's been trying to help me because they've been trying to get on with me, but they kind of halfway on the bandwagon, you know what I mean? They they halfway there because they still got some things around the house that, that puts temptation in my path. Right? Now watch this. Even good things, you can overindulge in them. So like, for instance, once a child is conceived, it's there. Now, you can abort the child. Amen. Or you can let it run its course. And for some of us, our sins doesn't happen just right away. Sometimes it happens over a period of time just like a child has to develop for 9 months that lust listen you were going to do it uh, but but you never got rid of the lust so then the conception is still there because you never ruled it out as something you will never do again come on somebody You know, one thing's about me, uh, you know, that I I think I'm born. uh, Listen, I'm born this way. If I say I'm not going to do something, I'm done. I'm done. Once I got a made up mind, how many of you have that kind of discipline? You got to have that kind of discipline if you're going to deal with sin in your life. Because when you say you're done, you got to be done. And you can't hold on to the thoughts, the memories, the sensation, how it felt, all that kind of stuff. You just got to let it go. And ask God to give you the strength to abort it. That's what it is. You have to catch the lust. Catch it. Abort it. Look what it says. When lust is conceived, what happens next? Hey, hey, listen to this. At conception comes what? Life. Correct? How many believe that? I believe life begins in the womb. So if you're boy, you're killing that child. But as for the lust now, I don't care. I'm killing that. Because see, that lust turns into sin. That turns into a monster. Here's the thing. When lust is conceived, it gives birth to what? To what?